Welcome back, everybody, to the Connecting Construction Podcast. My name is Matt Sprague, and I am one of your hosts for this week's episode. I'm going to be joined this week with my co-host, Evan Hill, Product Marketing Manager at Trimble. For all of you newbies to the show, the Connecting Construction Podcast is all about exploring what's new and cutting edge in the construction industry. We set out to speak with industry veterans and innovators to learn about such things as the modernization of construction, the workforce evolution, crucial digital transformations, sustainability, technological advancements, and much, much more, really anything underneath the sun. This week's guest was Tyler Campbell from the Construction Brothers podcast fame. If any of you know Tyler, he has a ton of energy and is a blast to talk to, and in this episode, he does not disappoint. In addition to his podcast, he also runs a construction-focused branding company called Story Builder Creative, and that was the focus of this discussion. This was not a typical episode where we focused on new cutting-edge technology and construction. Rather, we explored the often overlooked aspect of the construction industry of branding and business development. There were some real gems from Tyler that you will not want to miss. And that's enough for me in this preamble. Let's get to the conversation with myself, Evan, and of course, Tyler Campbell. All right, awesome. We're really excited to have Tyler here with us from uh, from Construction Brothers podcast, um, but also from Story Builder, uh, which we're going to talk about a bit today. But to begin with, uh, Tyler, tell us, tell us a little bit about yourself, your background, what you do for your day job or jobs, plural, um, <laughs> what your passions are within construction. Yeah, thank you guys for having me. I appreciate you all tag teaming me uh, today, ganging up on me. Uh, really appreciate that. Thanks, guys. Uh, got my back. <laughs> um, yeah, so started in the construction industry about 10 years ago uh, in the family business, ABSI. I uh, started working with my brother, Eddie, who's the other half of the Construction Brothers, uh, and through that kind of, I don't know, I got mentored by him, we'll say. Uh, the old man, he brought me up and showed me the ropes of uh, BIM and, and detailing and, and project management and and uh, leading people, and yeah, so that's been, that's been the last 10 years, but uh, during that time, I really started discovering my love for all things, I guess, just in general marketing. Um, but dialing in on that a little bit more is like graphic design and user experience and business development and sales and, you know, driving funnels and like all of this stuff. Like I just, I was reading about this stuff in my spare time because it just was so fascinating to me because it's just like human psychology, right? I love diving into that. And so you know, I've been kind of studying on that for, for eight years. And then about two and a half years ago is when we started our podcast. And that's really when I started acting on some of these things that I had learned. You know, that's when I started putting them in practice and started honing them and learning more, obviously, because when you do it, then you start learning a heck of a lot more. But the passion only grew. When you make mistakes, you learn a lot more. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and then you start thinking like, or you start learning how people communicate. Um and so, yeah, that's that's been the past, uh, you know, we'll say 10 years. But, you know, I, I've slowly migrated over into this marketing role. And and it's funny because I started noticing there was a gap there 
like the marketers came out of school and, and nothing against them. They came out of school and into the construction industry. And now they're having to learn about the industry and how it ticks. Uh, I flipped that script. I, I came from the construction industry into marketing. And so I can, I can apply a different angle to this. Um, and, you know, we can kind of get into more of that here, but that's, that's been, that's been the transition. And then, so, you know, I was 10 years at ABSI and then I started this company story builder and, um, yeah, this is the first month officially the first month, uh, ABSI, they, they, uh, they helped me out just kind of get going and stuff and, and let me shack up at their uh, at their office and all that stuff which i'm still currently doing um heights <laughs> i hear is a is a thing so <laughs> so it's interesting that you brought up like the whole like where you've come from construction and yeah. then you're going to apply what you've learned on marketing but with a backbone of knowing that and so i i've actually come from not a marketing background um, but uh, I did gain my marketing knowledge uh, through startups and, and things of things of the like. Um, but I can act, I can I can really understand the value that you're talking about of being able to come from an industry and then applying new ideas towards it. Because honestly, so I've been uh, now uh, involved in the construction industry for over six years, and I would probably say it probably took four years of knowledge acquisition of the construction industry for me to be super effective on what I'm doing on, on the marketing side. So I think it's really important to have that, that, that background knowledge. So you're definitely at an advantage. It's well, it, it's all about how you approach people. And, and so kind of going back a little bit is that my family's been in the construction industry for six generations. Like this has been like, this isn't our blood. I'm, I'm not going to completely, you know, just shed off all of that. That's, it's me. I love the industry. And so what I've learned through that is that number one, it's, it's relationship driven. When we get into commercial construction, not, not residential, residential is a little bit of a different animal because of, you know, just cost. Like it's not as expensive to get a, a roof on your house sometimes, depending on the house, <laughs> but it's not generally as expensive to do that. Um, so in commercial construction, it is crucial that you develop relationships and you build trust with people uh, over the long term if you really want to be effective. I was talking to uh, my uncle, uh, Steve, uh, the other day. He came to visit uh, with my aunt and we're sitting down at lunch and he was the uh, senior uh, senior VP at Messer Construction, which is very large and uh, in Tennessee and in Cincinnati area, and is actually the place that Poppy, my grandfather, he was also senior VP uh, and grew up building in the 50s. Um, so I was sitting down with Steve though, and and we're talking, and I was kind of telling him what I'm up to, and he's like, you know, you're onto something there, because yeah, everything that we did, it's it's relationships. You know somebody you trust somebody, you give them work. And so that's kind of where I started saying like, screw online marketing, not really, but like kind of in its general sense, like running Google ads, running Facebook ads, running LinkedIn ads, running all these other things. Like people will just throw two, 3,000, $4,000 at running these ads, but they've never built a foundation. Like they're, they're not leading anybody to anything. 
So they're just dumping money into this and going, well, we're doing online marketing. No, that, that yes, but no, like not saying yeah. that those things are bad and not saying that they can't work for commercial construction. It's, it's just better that you spend your time in other areas and build a foundation first, and then you can start pushing into those things later. So, yeah. that's, so if you have, that, you have that basis of trust, then when yeah. you start pushing on the mechanisms that put you back top of mind, then it, they become more effective and whatnot. So, all right, well, well let's, um, let's dive into that. So tell us a little bit more about Story Builder. Um, you know, where did, I mean, you've kind of talked about where the idea came from, or at least the, the, the need, but you know, wh where, where was the jumping off point? Uh, and you know, what are the problems that you're looking to solve? Yeah, right now I'm, I'm seeing all of the issues with one, it's, you know, we're struggling to get people uh to come work in the industry so that's the problem right and then on top of that i'm seeing other people trying to navigate online and say like what do we need to post like, what do we need to do right what, what should we talk about like so what i'm doing i'm coming in and I'm, I'm trying to coach the leaders in those organizations and say here's what you need to do you need to start talking about x and you need to do it for these reasons like what do you know so for let's take a roofer for example because i recently talked to one uh built this company and it's you know 23 million a year right he built it from ground up when he started when he was 24 and now he's like all right well i want to take it the next step and i, I know I, I know i need to do something online i'm just not sure what i need to post my thing was start posting about what you know man you've got a plethora of knowledge Think about this, like start, it's like, take out your phone. We've been like, this is an amazing tool. Your phone is a flipping amazing tool. Pull it out, go up on a roof somewhere, make sure you're safe, <laughs> but go up on a roof somewhere and, and look around, see what you see. What, what piques your interest? Go point, a, go point your phone at it and talk about it. Tell people what it is. It, it, so for him, he was like, I want to start getting into, you know, talking to um, management at facilities, right? Facilities management for, for bigger commercial buildings, right? I want to start educating them. I'm like, well, that's great. That's great. Start showing them issues on the roof. So like, if you start seeing this, you need to call somebody. Don't don't be like you need to call one eight hundred roofs are that's not the point. The point is to educate them, build that trust, build that rapport, so that when they eventually need you, you're going to be top of mind. So that's the that's the whole idea that I'm starting to coach and I'm starting to preach to people because I've seen it work. I've seen it work and like our podcasting, we've built so many good relationships as a result of us putting in effort week after week, showing up putting out content and it's been just a massive impact on just us being able to talk to people get a feel for the industry find new ways of, of supplying and, and and filling holes in the industry so that's that's where story builders at that's what we're helping with and then beyond that is you know user experience so getting more granular with it like do some user experience research and then uh, beyond that, you know, branding, and we get into the more kind of strict marketing stuff. Um, but the coaching is really where I'm seeing a lot of traction right now. You know, people are really interested in that DIY approach. And um, it's less about me doing the work for you. It's more about me teaching you how to do the work yourself. 
and encouraging you and helping you come up with new ideas week after week to keep showing up and keep consistent because if you're not consistent, it's not worth your time. You need to find something that you like to do and you need to stay consistent at it. So I'll quit harping on, but that that's generally where it's that's generally where I'm helping out right now. No, that's interesting because there's there in, in in so the the name of the company Story Builder is right in line with what you're trying to teach them. You're trying to teach them how to tell their own story. Exactly. Um, so I, I I like that a lot, right? And and I I I can immediately as you started telling me about that, I I think about um you know residential purposes i you know i had somebody come here uh, uh previous to this recording i talked to you about i have a whole house humidifier because it's so dry up here in the winter um but it was installed incorrectly i'm going to spare you the gory details i had I, I had another hvac company come out to help me with it yeah while this gentleman was here from his years of experience he looked and saw a couple other interesting little tidbits in my basement around, you know, some of my, my, my HVAC things. And I was like, oh, I didn't know that. Thanks. I think that's exactly what you're talking about. You'd be like, you know, record that. Be like, hey, have you ever noticed this? Or if you don't have this, this is really important to have something along yeah. those lines. Talk about what you know yeah. um, and, 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 and that you are passionate about. The way we built our platform was talking about things that, yes, we know, but also things that we don't know. So flip it on its head, mm. right? Like we're gonna go educate ourselves and share that with people. And as a result, that builds us up too. Like that puts us in, in the room with other people that we wouldn't have been able to uh, be in the room with. And um, so flip it on its script, or, or, sorry, let me read that. Flip it on its head. <laughs> uh, flip the script. Flip it on its head. It, <laughs> it you, know, you know what I was saying. Um, so we start acting like, you know, we we don't know anything. We're just here to learn. And we want to take people along for the ride with us. So even if you're not comfortable teaching it, go learn something and share that. There's so many different ways that you can frame it. But at the end of the day, it's the authenticity uh and also the consistency you know you show up you show your real self you don't try to pat it and show this you know uh create unreal expectations of yourself like you show up and you show yourself and, and if you do that consistently good things happen now this is a long-term play this isn't something that works overnight um and i, I <laughs> that's the other thing i've been telling my clients is like this isn't this isn't something that's short i i believe I believe in the power of compound interest and in investing, right? I believe that if you take, you know, $20 a month and you start throwing it in the bank or you start throwing it into a mutual fund or something when you're 18 and you let yeah. that thing grow, compound interest takes over at some point and it really explodes. So what matters with social media is a similar thing, right? You start putting in coins, you start investing into social media eventually that soil turns over and things start sprouting up and then you do it again and it gets stronger and you do it again and it gets stronger and so like that's that's what i'm a proponent of i want people to grow organically over time because that's a better place to be from a marketing perspective than google ads that's that's a yeah. better place to be. 
you're, well, you're, Tyler, I want to I want to highlight something you're talking about here, and it's it's that concept of like building trust. It's we're it, uh, let's use honestly like even Trimble or any random company in any sort of industry as an example. From a strictly marketing perspective, any type of role um, a marketing person walks into especially on the content side if you're producing content weekly daily monthly whatever it is the perspective i always try to emphasize is you're going to add value first as the primary motivator and if your audience just receives that value you've done a successful job even if they don't hear about your business the mindset literally just delivering value and building first prime trust primarily and if those two things are accomplished your business is probably going to grow naturally organically but it's really about delivering value authentically and organically um i think to to your to to that audience base as like a primary goal i think it can be really powerful yeah no i mean have you heard of the 80 20 rule on social media yes okay I have. for those that don't know that means that you're 80 percent value 20 percent selling right and I'm honestly a little more aggressive than that. I feel like it needs to be 90, 10, mm. like, like really, really focus on that value part because we've been so oversold in the industry. That's the other part of it too. Like you think about this, our industry, the construction industry, the commercial construction industry is the most oversold thing that I feel like is out there. Maybe, maybe I'm lying, but like, it feels that way sometimes. Um, sure. it, nuts. So if you want to stand out, stop selling be the cat cats don't care cats kind of turn their head and they're like yeah whatever if you want to pet me i don't care dogs are the are the marketers that you see out there right now which is like hey what's up how you doing you want to you want to pet me hey guess what i've got a thing you want to buy it you and they start going crazy like so eddie and i've been talking about this a lot is that in in construction industry be a cat when you're selling be a cat when you're marketing say here's value if you need me you know where to find me whatever I'll be yeah. like that takes pressure off and honestly it's a better place to be as a salesperson you don't feel just nasty at the end of the day you can just you just help people like that's it at the end of the day like I've been I've been harping on this for the past several months as I'm starting this up you know keep telling people like if I if I don't help you tell me like I'll give you your freaking money back I don't care like i just i just want to help people and and that's where this this whole story builder thing came from is like man i see i see construction people and trades and all of these different facets that just need help with this and um i don't know it, it, it positions you in a better way man like that value proposition we're talking about like just start giving start giving and stop stop wondering how it's going to come back to you it's going to come back it's, it has to eventually just and you know what start. that's totally flipping marketing like ideology on its head because everything like in any traditional marketing sort of like executive relationship it'll always if you're going to spend this amount of time or this amount of dollars here you have to justify an immediate return on investment within like a month or two and that's yeah. not always the case i think that perspective is honestly inherently flawed no, there's KPIs that, right? 
like this, this, this key performance indicators have to be met every single month. If we spend $100,000, we need to see at least a million dollars worth of return. Like I'm a proponent of the construction industry is a lot more advanced in thinking than that. And it's a lot harder to track. This crap is hard to track because we're selling $5 million contracts. We're not selling $5 widgets on Etsy. Like $5 widgets on Etsy, Etsy, that's easy to track. <laughs> a big building, I don't know. There are a lot of other touch points along the way yeah. that you have to consider. This is a difficult thing. So that's why I say just focus on giving, focus on that and you'll feel better. It'll build you up. It'll build your team up. It'll you know, it'll do so many good things for you. When you think about it, the um, real estate industry, so being a realtor has been yeah. that way for a long time. It's it, it's all about the long the long play, right? Yeah. Is that the most successful, longest standing realtors are ones that they built their book of business over over a however however long. And most of those people, when you look at them, you're like, do you do anything? You know, they, you just you just continually have people wanting to sell, for, you know, sell, sell the house, buy the house. They're like, my gosh. But they put that time in the free stuff. They became the trusted consultant. And that's really, I think that's where the, the construction industry, not only on, on the vendor side, like Trimble, but also uh, the, the the GCs, the subcontractors and whatnot, they're going back to that developing the relationship that you were speaking about. And, and you do that over the long haul across a lot of different uh, uh, different relationships, that's where it pays off. And then there, there's trust and there's, you know, continued revenue. Yeah. I, you know, I always heard my dad talk about, uh, you know, he, he was working at a, at a concrete sub for a long time and you know he got into a system where he he met these people on this project and they all just really got along really well and then they carried each other around like job after job after job it's like if i get this job you're coming with me that's the power of relationships that's what yeah. you want to start focusing on that's the crap that sells online is an extension of that and nothing more. It's an extension of that. If I meet somebody at a conference and you know I connect with them on LinkedIn, let's say, they're gonna see me posting frequently valuable content. And then eventually they're gonna be like, hey, you know, Tyler does concrete. Hey, hey man, you wanna come over? Let's talk about this. Is this something you handle? Like that's the yeah. way you build trust. It's it's just slow and it's steady. And so just let let online be an extension of your in-person and your boots on the ground efforts instead of trying to make it its own separate thing. Like people try to get cute with it and it, it, just don't get cute with it. Start sharing. <laughs> so um, prior to, to recording this, you had made mention kind of like the, the shock and awe statement that construction companies should stop online marketing. <laughs> so I was so I want to so we've we've kind of like touched on that in a couple areas during yeah. this conversation. So let's unpack it a little bit. And I know that to some extent it's a little tongue in cheek, but <laughs> it is. Yeah. But but it, but it, but it's a you know that's the marketer in you right there is that you say something <laughs> to grab somebody's attention and then like oh hey what's that all about? So yeah. 
talk, talk to me about this. Take talk to me about uh, you know the the advice to stop online marketing. Well, help help me with this. Help me with this. Like, what are what are some of the things that you guys do at Trimble? Like, what what are some things that you do from online marketing perspectives? Like, is it Google Ads? Is it you know LinkedIn Ads? Because I mean, I see All stuff. On, you guys, you got it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Hey, uh, we email. primarily Tyler. Primarily Tyler. We drink a lot of coffee. That's right. That's right. <laughs> hey, that works too. That's fine. That's fine. <laughs> so you know there are a lot of different sources and ways that you can feed the machine to get leads. We'll say um, those are like those kind of traditional-ish, new age traditional, we'll call it, uh, marketing channels where I'm going to feed Facebook $100 and then I might get some clicks onto my website. That is what people are thinking when they're thinking of marketing a lot of times online, online. Now, there are other sources out there too, like you could think of TV if you want to, and all that stuff, but I want to kind of take you through this like when was the last time you did a google search and you saw an ad and you clicked on it and you spent 10 million dollars because of that search <laughs> I've never I, remember the last time, I can't remember the last time i clicked on a google ad to be honest <laughs> i usually tell you i actually I, I do the search and then i scroll past the ads right to number two spot <laughs> Exactly. Let's get a little more like less aggressive with that. Let's say fifty thousand dollars, right? Like, are you getting closer? That's more like a kitchen remodel, maybe like a really nice kitchen remodel. Um, honestly, that's not even that nice now. <laughs> it's more like a hundred thousand um, dollars. But what I'm saying is that commercial construction, the scope of these things, is generally pretty large. Like the the project prices are huge. So I, I asked again, I asked my uh, my senior VP uncle, hey, when was the last time you hired somebody because of a Google search or a Google ad? He's like, heck no, hey, I'm not yeah. doing that. What are you talking about? That yeah. could be anybody, I don't trust it. And now I feel like the coming generation is gonna start trusting it a little bit more, but also if you're responsible for spending $5 million on a specific line item for a project, you're probably gonna vet them a little bit more than that too. So once they dig past that, what are they gonna find? Are they gonna find stuff on LinkedIn where you're educating? Or are they not gonna see anything? It's just gonna see a landing page with a, we do roofs, Ugh. rah, rah. We started our business in 2012. You know, it's just like, it's not really baked. So people put the cart before the horse in this. Google Ads is meant to enhance your content that you have already created. You need to lay a foundation first. You're trying to build a house on sand, like we're getting biblical with this, you know, build it on a rock. Start getting your foundation set. Start getting that organic content out there. You can put it on your website, you can put it on LinkedIn, you can put it wherever. But if you don't have that foundational content in place, your Google ads are gonna fail. Your Google ad is gonna fail. Like, I'll, I'll call it 99% of the time. Somebody with the metrics, please back me up, but I'm positive that that would be the case if we did the research. So, because our prices are just so obscene. That's the way commercial construction works. It's a different animal. If I'm selling something on Amazon, like, 
we'll call it AirPods, right? We'll, we'll call it AirPods or, or headphones or something. Like you'll take a gamble at 300 bucks. You won't take a gamble at 300,000. You're gonna bet that out. So be ready, be ready. You can't just send people to your website and expect, expect crap to happen. You gotta prepare for them. If you look at, <clears throat> if you go to the website of all the top GCs in the country, and I'm not even talking about the the ones that are you know a billion, three billion, however many billions of dollars, but any you know anything over I don't know, hundred million a year, two hundred million a year. What's their main thing on their website? Like just case study, examples of of uh, their portfolio, and it's really around um, I am an indoor athletic facility and or an athletic facility owner and i want to build a new one have you done this before yep. and you, know, you do oh oh you built one for the guy named harry that i met at a conference and yeah. the, but that's, not, that's not the way most are doing it like if you if you get down to you know some of those commercial contractors that are you know we'll call it 20 million to 80 million somewhere in there yep. like that i feel like that's a pretty decent sweet spot for this sort of thing is and that's a big chunk. Like you guys are pulling some work, right? Oh yeah. Um, if you go to their website, a lot of times though, what what they have is like our story. I'm like, okay, your story, what's in it for your potential client? You're not answering what's in it for me. Like let's go back to the dog and cat analogy, right? Or just the dog analogy. We had a beagle when I was a kid. This beagle's name is Buster. Sweet dog stupid as all get out though anytime you'd say hey buster sit he'd look at you and he had this look on his face like what's in it for me like if you hold a treat out then the beagle would sit so buyers are like beagles all right <laughs> buyers are like beagles they're asking what's in it for me what's in it for me and most websites most copy on websites or on linkedin or anywhere it doesn't say that. It's saying, here we are. We do this stuff. It's amazing. There's no thought into saying, we help you do this. We help you do this effectively. Give us a call. Like, you're better off just saying that and just completely, like, just having a one page, white background, black text, use Helvetica bold, go crazy with it, get one of if you want to get it fancier, use Futura, I don't care. <laughs> Black and white and just say, we do this. You probably get more leads from that than your family history, your story of, you know, great, great granddad started it back in, you know, the olden days uh, with a pitchfork and, a, you know, saw Like, that's generally the way these things look. So get more creative with it. Cool. All right, so you've given kind of the, the the example of the the roofer, but I was wondering if you had like another case study that you can talk about uh, that you've worked uh, with with Story Builder uh, to kind of kind of show like what improvements were made uh, and what benefits were were actualized by working with you. <laughs> uh, working with a, a technology company. Um, I'm not going to get too specific because I don't want to, yeah, I don't want to uh, get out of NDA or anything like that. Working with a technology company, um, NDAs are fun, but 
high level, basically what this looked like is we're going in to try to get investors for this company, right? So this person had created a pitch deck and that pitch deck was a very rough sketch and had a lot of high and lofty like AEC and blah, 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 like a lot of big words that really weren't driving to any sort of point. And you got to think also that investors, they don't know these big acronyms or these, you know, words around the construction industry. You got to boil this stuff down. You got to boil off the fat. And so in this circumstance, going in and helping that client boil off the fat in their copy and helping them create a pitch deck that flowed, helping them create a pitch deck that made sense and it like showed what the value of that application was that was one of the ones that I've, I've worked on over the past couple months and that's been that's been a lot of fun i i like getting in and making things simple making it easy to read making it you know easy for everybody to understand like let's boil it down so my you know my toddler can understand what this does at a base level that's my goal and so it's helpful for people, you know, you get in the weeds, you know how it is, like you get in the weeds and then you just, your, your brain gets cloudy and you're like, I'm not really sure if this works, I don't know. So I can come in as kind of like that secondary wing and say, hey, what if we just said this? Just, let's just say this. And then also kind of pulling from that construction background, we can be witty with it, we can be kind of funny. Uh, we yeah. can also inform and make sure that we're using language that, that works on both fronts, on the marketing front and on the construction front. Um, so again, just kind of trying to help bridge that gap. Um, also, just got done uh, helping Trimble out, doing some stuff out in Denver. So that's uh, that's a lot of fun too. So even even the big boys need this. Um, it's fine, you know. I, I come out and I, I help do certain things. And uh, again, I'm under NDA on that and I can't talk about it. I have to kill you. So. <laughs> oh, I have to. Um, I have to admit that that, that I, I actually I really enjoy your stuff. So whether it's the Construction Brothers podcast, which we're going to segue to in a, in a second, um, or the stuff that you're doing with Story Builders, and one of my biggest, loudest critiques I have of the construction industry, specifically around construction technology, is the marketing is so boring. It is so, you know, just X's and O's and it's like, puts me, puts me right to sleep. And so I like the stuff that you're doing, like with you and your brother on like little, little things that, you know, like stuff you don't want to hear a contractor say or something like that. Those little, little pieces, they're, they're great. Right. And they, they help kind of wrap something like, you know, bring attention to, to your product. Um, but also it's, it's something that I, I actually, I, I look forward to. So I like how the fact that you're bringing a sense of humor, uh, uh, some, some levity to a historically very serious, staunch in industry. We can but have fun doing what we're doing. But it's not though. Man, go out on a job site. Like, but you're right. You're right. Job yeah. trailer, the goofing around that happens. It's insane. It's oh, yeah. like we've got to tap into that. The construction yeah, industry not, is not suitable, not suitable for children. No. So like we we completely have this two-faced lie going on that it's like we're very professional and we wear ties and none of that. Like all of that. 
And then you get in the job site trailer with the people actually doing the work and they're hilarious and they're just, they're just amazing. Like yeah. highlight that. That, that your marketing material right there. Get Jim Bob or Kelly out there. Like, I don't care. Like somebody, somebody out on your job site's hilarious. Give them a camera, set them up and have them go crazy. Like oh, yeah. <laughs> that's yeah. the best no, marketing. No, no, no. Yeah. Cool. Well, this has been an awesome conversation. I really uh, appreciate your time. But be before we finish up, um, just want to, you know, do you want to plug? Well, I've made mention of the Construction Brother podcast a couple times. You want to plug the, the podcast uh, and tell the audience a bit more about it and where they can find it, where they can find you, where they can find Story Builder. Yeah. So for the podcast, uh, you can go to brospodcast.com. I'm very proud of having that domain. Just, just saying, very proud of that. Uh, brospodcast.com. You can check out any of our episodes. Uh, beyond that, you can look us up on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or wherever else you get your, your podcasts. Um, we're pretty much everywhere. Um, and yeah, the, the idea behind the show is to spread ideas for the industry and encourage people in the construction industry. Uh, the encouragement is just Eddie and I beating up on each other. So if you want to hear two brothers banter back and forth, it's a good place to go. We, uh, we we try to keep it light and keep it real. And anytime one of us has a, an ego problem and we take great pride in taking the needle out and uh, popping that bubble. So uh, that's that's Eddie and I, we, we, we really enjoy doing that. As for Story Builder, um, you can go to storybuildercreative.com or storybuildercreative at gmail.com is my email. So if you got any questions or anything I can help you with, uh, just hit me up there uh, or just hit me up on LinkedIn, Tyler Campbell. That's awesome. Evan, any last questions from you? Any any parting words? Tyler, how do you drink your coffee? Black? Oh, okay. I can't do black. I'm Same sorry. Most important question for last. Ah, dang, man. This is an important question. Okay, so today, full disclosure, I am drinking black coffee. That's only because I guess I'm like, crud going on in here and I didn't want to like put milk into my system sure. generally I'll do uh, cream with a little bit of sugar or cream with honey which is kind of weird I don't cream think that's that I've done that before I've watched people think that I'm, I was like from Mars whenever I put honey in my coffee send yeah. them my way I'll beat them up that's not okay <laughs> yeah I, I like a little bit of cream and a little bit of sweet in my coffee uh, I, I can do black but I, I try to I try to minimize that See, I personally enjoy just a little bit of coffee with my creamer is uh, <laughs> I drink coffee and I get fun of it for of it you know for it constantly but whatever yeah. I, who, who cares man drink it your way it's your coffee <laughs> enjoy it Evan That's Allen. all I have Matt. <laughs> be, be, be curious, not judgmental, Evan. <laughs> awesome. Well, Tyler, thank you. Thank you again uh, for joining us. Um, and we look forward to having you uh, back again sometime soon. Heck yeah, guys. Thank you so much. Appreciate it. <laughs>